Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10 minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer. And it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are. Maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. This is the Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. Brave exists to encourage, resource, and connect brave women around the world for the glory of God. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brave Worship Podcast. If you're listening to this and wondering, wow, Chrissy sounds so different today. Well, it's because I am different. I'm a different person. (laughs) Um, I am Rachel Thomas, and I am joined here by the other lovely host for these next two podcast series, my dear friend, Emily Weeks. Hello, everybody. Yes, Emily and I are both worship leaders and songwriters um, here in the Nashville area, and we are involved in the Brave community. And Eric and Chrissy and Mary Beth have so graciously entrusted us um, to kind of do like a takeover and hop in here and um, just kind of share what's on our heart for a little bit for the new year. So we're excited. Yeah, we're so excited to be here with you guys. Brave has been really special to both of us, Mm. and it's really played a huge role in how God has used community to do a healing work in our lives. And honestly, it's just been a lot of fun to be with like-minded people and to just grow in our faith together. So we're going to be diving into that with you guys over the next two episodes, but kind of that community thing. But we're really going to talk tonight about some of the struggles that we face as creatives in identity and community in the kingdom of God. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, for sure. And um, just so you know, Em and I basically have this conversation like every time we're together. <laughs> we call it like our our go-to uh, convo in some form or fashion. So hopefully this just feels like you're hanging out with us um, in the car. We're sipping on some Starbucks, you know. We have to have coffee. Oh, we always have always. to have coffee. <laughs> like, what do we need? Hmm. A latte right now. Which we don't have right now. So. We don't. We have water bottles. and We have one of those little water bottles that's yes. really kind of like not enough. It's true. You like start drinking <laughs> it and then it's pretty much gone. gone. But we are grateful but, for the water but bottles. thank you, Eric Nordoff. <laughs> yes, that's the, right. We are not ungrateful, Eric Nordoff. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So hopefully it feels like you're here in this room drinking the water bottles with us. Um, but yeah, just to give you a little context. So you're like, okay, I hear you. Your name is Rachel. Your name is M. I know Brave. Um, what does all of this mean? Like, how did you guys meet? Kind of what's the backstory of this? So that's kind of where we're going to start with this. We're going to take a little stroll down memory, memory lane um, because this, it's a continual work, but it's something that has been an intricate part of each of our stories, I think, too. And so, Em, do you want to kind of kick us off with that and just kind of share with everybody like how we met and really honestly, what we talked about, I think, in our first conversation is yeah. kind of where it all started. So so in 2017, there was a magical trip to Scotland. It was magical, guys. And, Literally, yes. Um, it involved <laughs> it involved seeing some amazing sites in Scotland, places where different revivals had happened mm-hmm. and, and where some very significant 
preachers had preached and just all sorts of inspiring things like that. And we learned about um, the history of Scotland. And at the end, we wrote songs in a castle. Yeah. And that's the part where it's always like, <laughs> did we do that? No, we really did that. Gosh. Um, but this trip was just an amazing thing. It, it kind of came um, out of the blue. I remember Chrissy just saying, uh, maybe on a Facebook post, hey, if anybody wants to go to Scotland, let us know if you're interested. And I immediately was like, yes. Sign me up. <laughs> Which is not unusual for me. I do love <laughs> world travel and things like that. But I was like, yep. And so... Um, how did you hear about the Scotland trip? So that's funny. I remember I remember hearing, I think Chrissy and them did a podcast with Andrew and his wife, which I can't remember their names, but they are the Andrew owners. Andrew and Jill Mitchell. Thank you. Yes. Of said castle. And kind of feeling like this stirring in my spirit of, oh my gosh, that's almost too good to be true. Like if I could, and we had had our youngest then. So I really felt too good to be true. Like this and how's she was this still a happen? baby when you heard about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, girl. She was, yeah. So she, I think was only maybe like four months old. Um, but then Amanda Blankenship, who is our dear friend and went on the trip and is super involved in brave community as well. I remember she sent me this message and she was like, Hey, I think you should think about going to, to on the trip. And I, kind of thought for a second that sounds great but that's too much like that's just going to be a lot to orchestrate new kid and all that and then from there it was kind of this ripple effect of God moving these intricate pieces but really the way I found out about Brave and you guys was through a Facebook ad on Facebook so the Lord works the Lord does work guys through Facebook the social media that's right (laughs) yes so anyway Rachel was on this trip and at the time, she lived in Texas. Yeah. And there were actually some other people from different um, states as well. Mm-hmm. So the core group here in Tennessee, there's a core group here of Brave Worship in Tennessee, but now we have friends and yeah sisters all over the country. Yes. And so that was kind of, I feel like, the beginning of that in yeah. some ways. Like yeah. there were already people connecting, but we actually had people from different states come on the trip. Yeah, that was cool. And so anyway, I remember meeting Rachel and being like, oh yeah, like we are going to get along. <laughs> so, but you know how those kind of things go. You're you're on a tour bus and there's a lot of new people. And so it, sometimes it takes a while to get to everybody and kind of hear everyone's story. And it's a lot of like, hey, nice to meet you. Where were you born? Right. <laughs> and then you like walk through the story. Like I think even on that trip, um, Chrissy Nordoff and I were sitting together and I was like, just tell me the whole life story starting from birth <laughs> till and now. then like college, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, sometimes it takes a while to get to that point. Mm. But I remember, um, we were at William Wallace's the t- freedom tower, freedom tower yeah. in Sterling. Is that right? Yes. Sterling. Yes. And, um, we had taken a group picture and I guess, were you not in the group picture? No. Okay. I, so every time I see that picture, I'm like, wow, yeah. I was so Rachel, lost somewhere in the ta- tower. So Rachel was having a moment, though, yes. at Freedom Tower yes. alone. Yeah. And so she missed the picture. <laughs> but I actually took a picture of her before we oh. had a conversation. And you were like, oh, yeah. I love this picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you were kind of like holding your arms up. I forgot. Yep. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I had taken this kind of cool picture of her. And it turned out later that it was kind of a significant 
picture for her. Yeah. But we didn't know that. So anyway, everyone goes down and I'm the type to sort of linger at the top of a castle and just like take one more look out mm. at the Scottish countryside. Yes. Um, and so I'm up there kind of like, all right, soak it in. And Rachel comes from out of nowhere and we're like, oh, hey, we're both the only two people up at the top of this castle. So we start talking and winding down the many steps um, Gosh, there were the, so many steps. Yeah, you're like going, you're kind of winding down this like stone spiral staircase. Yes. And Rachel says, hey, so I um, I really liked that song that you had shared when we were all sharing songs before the trip. Have you ever recorded anything? And it was one of those things where I could have just said like, oh, no, and then didn't not say anything else but for some reason it, it was the right moment to like I, w- I just like started talking like yeah 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 <laughs> you know those times when you're just like it could be a yes or no yes answer yes. but I was like actually no and I think maybe part of that was that you kind of dug into a little bit mm-hmm. you I don't think you just took no yeah. as an answer yeah. so she might have asked a question but before I know it I'm winding down the steps being like <laughs> well there's a story and so I proceed to tell her this story about how um, I had been, I had always dreamed of doing so, but I had been paralyzed with this fear of failing and mm-hmm. this fear of um, not measuring up. And some of that had um, occurred based on a lie that I had believed and um, something that the enemy used that um, ended up kind of making me feel like I didn't have a voice and Mm. that I didn't have anything to share and um, I, you know, couldn't sing and the Mm. list goes on and on. And so I kind of just opened up about that, but I was also talking about it for the one of the first times in my life in this experience um, from a perspective of some victory Mm. because I had just tasted some some victory in that. Mm -hmm. And um, I had... And that was even before God continued a, a, a even bigger work that he was going to do. But I had been freed at that point from some identity mm. identity issues, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, issues sounds very extreme. <laughs> but you know what we're <laughs> you know saying. What I mean? Some you know struggles, I mean? y'all. Some struggles. Some, some struggles. struggles, yes. So I had, um, I was telling her about this struggle with fear of man when it pertained to expressing my songs and my voice and those things. And really, I started talking about how the Lord had freed me from that and was continuing a good work in that way because he was um, reminding me that it was the most important thing was who I was and Mm -hmm. who I belonged to more than what I did. And so I had to get to the place where I just said, it doesn't actually matter at all at this point what I do. That has that has no effect on my value. Mm. And so um, anyway, I had, I had been through this really neat experience where the Lord was walking me through and reminding me mm-hmm. of my um, worth as a daughter. Yeah. And um, just in, I mean, when, when he looked at me, he sees Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so um, that work had to had to um, take place before I could be free mm. with some of these things that 
the Lord's given me to share with the world. Mm -hmm. And so I don't even think Rachel was talking that much during that conversation. I think she was listening. And you know those times when you're like, am I saying too much? No. <laughs> so I was what in, do you remember about yeah, that? Yeah, so what's crazy though, and the way that the Lord works is it, the timing was so perfect, you know? Like, And if you've ever had those moments in conversation where you just feel like only God could have orchestrated it, and it really was. I mean, because it, it was just us. It was a long walk down. We had, uh, you know, we're both mamas. We had no interruption. Um, but the, the everything that Emily was saying, like I had been struggling with in my own story and I had never heard another person verbalize it um, because I had been in many co- communities where either it was hidden or not talked about or pretended like it wasn't an issue. And so everybody is like struggling with this angst and comparison and competition and we're all dying inside to be free. <laughs> and so as you were talking, it was like my heart was burning because every, I mean, I couldn't, I don't even think I knew where to start because it was like you would say something and it was the exact same thing I was thinking or feeling or wanting to say. And I just knew, again, one of those moments that like, Lord, you're doing something in real time right now. As she's talking, you're speaking to the some of the very same struggles that I thought you ne- you didn't see. And that was um, the begin. not that God hadn't been working, but that was, I think, some of the onset of this journey of like realizing that God had not forgotten me and that he was redeeming all of this. Um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the struggle. Yes. But also um, the, the wounds, you know, that we, that we talk about. And so, and you were just like super fun too. So, I mean, <laughs> Thanks, it was, it was the best. It was, it was, a, but I do remember we got to down to the bookstore and we finally had kind of winded down our conversation and you looked at me, I don't know if you remember this and you're like, do you, do you resonate with any of that too? <laughs> right. right. Y'all right. guys, just want to confess that, um, I like to cry, but not in front of people. Okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I, my, I immediately, you know, those moments when you're like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Happened. The, the yep. t- I could feel the sting and I could not stop the welling in my eyes because I knew that I knew that it, it was like the Lord was in a tangible way through another person letting me know that he saw me. And also that was the beginning of our awesome friendship. But Yes. Of, of this ongoing conversation of identity and community. And what's actually really cool about this, too, is that the night before that, um, we were staying here in Sterling, and I could actually see Freedom Tower from my hotel room. And I was, um, I, I, I was hanging out in my room, and I started feeling really worried about my family. And, mm. and um, my roommate was like, hey, Chrissy, uh, come on in. Emily... Might need some prayer. <laughs> um, I hadn't heard from them in a little while, and I had little kids, and I was just, you know, doing that thing like I'm eight hours away or seven hours away. Yeah. Was it seven? We it don't know. It was something like that. We yes. don't know. It was a long ways away. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, was, I needed some prayer just to be like, hey, I have peace. Like, you know, I might be over here, but the Lord is near my family. And yes. so anyway, Chrissy came in, and... It was crazy because I thought that's why they were there was to just like talk about that. And then it ended up being a time where I ended up opening up to Chrissy and Lonnie 
um, about some areas that I needed freedom from. Mm-hmm. And and I re- just remember Chrissy saying like, hey, there's more for you. Yeah. Like the Lord wants to, f- he's been freeing you, but there's even more. Yeah. And so I remember them um, just kind of praying for me that I would be able to more fully step into what God had for me in mm-hmm. my life um, and in my relationships and in my calling to lead worship and write songs for mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. And I remember her pointing out at the Freedom Tower and being like, tonight's the night. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my I gosh. Yeah. So what? she points it out and she's like, Emily is being freed and there's the what? Freedom Tower. It was So I remember that. And then it's just so That's neat crazy. to think about how the next day, me walking in that place and having just had that beautiful time of community mm-hmm. yes. with Chrissy and Lonnie, mm-hmm. um, Rachel comes along. And we end up winding down this staircase. And then that that Freedom Tower actually ended up being a significant place for her, too, where mm-hmm. she's like, that was where the Lord was yes. setting my heart free. And yes. so anyway, these are just examples of ways that God uses community mm-hmm. to heal us. And, yeah. and, and sometimes it's the words of other people or insensitive insensitivities of other people or even the experience of other people overlooking us mm-hmm. and not seeing us, like that can even be its own pain, this feeling of being unseen. Mm-hmm. And those are things get, that can wound us. And honestly, it's not necessarily even the people. Mm-hmm. It's that the enemy knows that, hey, like this person's going to deliver a lie that's going to end up shutting down this person's voice. Yeah. And so... Anyway, that's so those things can happen in the context of relationships, but healing can also happen in the context of relationships, especially when the people that love us replace those lies with truth. Man, that's so good. That's so good. I found that to be so true in my life, too. And, you know, those lies, um, because the enemy knows, like you just said, that the Lord, I mean, we were made for community. We were made for communion with him and with God, not the enemy, and with other people. And so he knows that that's where some of the most damage can be done, but also where some of the most healing can be done. And so some of those lies, um, they can they can really paralyze you um, from stepping into being vulnerable with others, you know, especially if you've been hurt in the past and you're like, no, no, I've, I know what that's like if I share this or if I'm let my guard down, um, or if I trust other people again, I I know what that feels like, and I know what could happen. So I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to stay out. I'm going to do this on my own, um, or I'm not going to be vulnerable in my truest self with other people. And it's like you said, the Lord does intentional work in community and healing us with others. That has blown my mind, like just in crazy ways this year. Um, but I. I I was curious if you wouldn't mind sharing one thing in this conversation, like when we were talking, uh, I don't remember if it was the Freedom Tower, but since then, in one of our identity conversations, just this idea about how the enemy will often target places in our life with a particular lie um, that directly targets something that the Lord has called us to. Um, and, And once that kind of belief sets in and we start to believe it and start to kind of agree with it, how that can begin to affect just the way we live out our daily lives. Do you, do you have any other thoughts? I would just love to hear kind of your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I remember talking to a friend um, about this idea of of 
all of us kind of having a um, particular lie that we tend to tend to agree mm-hmm. with about ourselves. And a lot of times it starts from a young age. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like mine has always kind of been like, you don't measure up. Like if the standard is here. It's up here. Yeah. It's like you're not quite going to hit it. And, yeah. that, and that's not for everybody. Some people might be like, it might be like you're not lovable mm-hmm. or we all have something that we struggle with um, kind of at the core. And um, and it comes in in different ways. And the enemy knows that, mm. knows what that is, mm-hmm. kind of that hot button there. And so I feel like he he will go for that in order to um, keep you from living out your truest calling. Yeah. And so I call that the calling intruder. Mm. It's like that very thing that you get wounded in. The reason it hurts so badly at that time, I believe um, there could be a variety of reasons, but really look at that and examine, is one of the reasons this hurt me so much, this wound or this lie that, mm-hmm. that crept in, is it because this is actually what I'm called to be a part of? Mm-hmm. And that was the case for me. Um, so he delivered a lie that was like, you know, you should never, you'll never be able to lead people in worship because mm. you'll always be too afraid. You'll never mm. be able to voice what God's inside, what God has put inside of you and and write songs. Like he he attacked that very thing and, and it really hurt. It mm-hmm. was, it was, it was very hurtful. And um as I as I grew, I realized actually, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Um why is this so sensitive? Yeah. Oh, because this is what something that God has put in me uh, yeah. to be a part of for his glory. Yes. And so just examine that that tender spot if that happens and ask God to just remind you that it is not um it is not in what you do that mm-hmm. your value lies. It's in who you are. Yeah. And and um that is the number one thing you can do is to go to scripture and just find all of the passages about our identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And just read those over your own mm-hmm. life, and um, and then say, Lord, because you have done this in me through the cross and the resurrection, mm-hmm. I am now delightful to you. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. your daughter, absolutely. And you have plans for me, and you have a purpose for me. Yes, and you have songs for me to sing if you're musical, mm-hmm. or you have stories for me to write. Yeah, or just whatever it is that you do. Yeah. Um, those things are for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, that was one thing that I noticed this calling intruder. Like, yeah. hey, nope, you're not going to – the very thing that God wanted me to do, yes. which was to speak truth for his kingdom, it was like, nope, you don't have anything to say. Mm. But um, anyway, I'm just so thankful God can redeem those things. Yeah. And um, what the enemy means for evil, he turns it for our good and for his glory, man. ultimately. Dang, so. girl. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, it's, man, I, and if you, I'm just going to, you know, sidetrack here. If you know Emily personally, you know that that is absolutely a lie because if you've ever heard her sing, it's, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a friend, like her voice is amazing. Um, And I think that's the other thing with community too, is that when we are honest with other people about these lies, 
they can help speak into that. So, mm-hmm. you know, when when I'm struggling and I come to M or she's struggling and she comes to me, we often do this like in real time on weekends when we lead worship. We're like, please pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> text, text, yeah. text. Um, but truly like, hey, no, actually... God created you in advance to do good. He, you know, created good works for you to do in advance and go out there boldly. And actually, I have ears. I can hear you. You you can sing. And so that's the other good thing about his design with community is that they can help agree with that truth, like what you were saying, mm-hmm. with what God has already spoken over you. Yeah, they can replace the lies yes. with truth. Yes, yes, 100%. So when I just remember when you shared that with me um uh, somewhere along this way about maybe one reason that stings so bad is because it's actually a piece of what you are called to. Mm -hmm. And when you've believed that lie for so long, that thought almost sounds too good to be true. Yes. You know, like, oh, there's hope. Like, you mean, actually, God did create me to, you know, sing and lift up music to him and glorify him. And God actually wants me to do the thing that I want to do. Yes. Yes. God, are you, are you this good? It's just, and again, yeah. that's the enemy too, because he wants us to think, well, the Lord, you know, wants you to do the, ex- and I'm not saying, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation. We're not saying that like everything that you want to do in the whole world is always, Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, We're going to talk about humility <laughs> yes. and perfectionism and comparison and all that in the next oh podcast. So yes, join us for that <laughs> that's one right. and we'll do our... <laughs> Don't miss it. Don't miss it, because that's the other thing. We that's the about other that. thing. That's right. Yeah. So, so that's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that, you know, he designed us with purpose. Oh yeah. You know, and intentionality and detail. And I don't know. You you often will remind me, and and did even I I think that that day at the castle that Ephesians two ten. That's it. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I had this written down, so I was <laughs> frantically looking, um, which God prepared in advance for us to do, and that's been something that's just been an encouragement to me on this this journey. Do you have any other thoughts or any other verses that have spoke to you or encouraged you? You know, I um I want to read this Hebrews 12 1 through th- 1 through 3 everybody. <laughs> yes. You, go, you got it. <laughs> um, let's read this. You can follow along as you listen everyone. Okay. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with endurance the race set out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So we just want to encourage you guys to just throw off all of those encumbrances and the sin that entangles, and run with endurance the race set before you. So good. I love it. Well, with that, Emily kind of gave you a hint about what we're talking about next time. So um, hop on here next week, and we're going to talk about comparison, perfectionism, and what God really wants from us as we offer our gifts to Him. So it's going to get real. (laughs) Not that it didn't, but it's going to get real. So we'll see you back here next time on the Brave Worship Podcast. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to The Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. You can visit braveworship.com to learn more about how you can join one of the upcoming Brave Coffees in your local area. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Brave Worship and on Facebook at Brave Worship Page. We'd also love for you to join us at our next songwriting event or missions trip. 
And you can stay up to date on all of those things and the latest happenings when you sign up for our newsletter at braveworship.com. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus, You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.